Welcome to the Happy Psychic Podcast with me, your guiding light, Gemma Lonsdale. I'm a clairvoyant life coach and two-time breast cancer survivor. And with this podcast, I'm going to take you on a journey of healing and personal growth. We're also going to explore the spirit realm together and what it's like to be a clairvoyant medium. Welcome to this week's episode of The Happy Psychic. And this week I am joined by Matt Cook, Manifestation Coach. So welcome, Matt, to the show. Welcome, Gemma. Thanks for inviting me on. You're very welcome. It is great to have you. So manifestation, the thing that we can use to all change our lives and create a new reality for ourselves. But how did you first get into this? How did you, you know, come across manifestation and the powers of it? Yeah, sure. So I never thought I'd be a manifestation coach. Let's start with that. Five years ago, um, I was an estate agent here in the UK and I've been doing that for 10 years. And that's all I thought I knew, really, you know, stuck in the corporate world. Um, And then in 2017, my mum passed away from cancer and she was 51 at the time. And I remember one of the last conversations she had with me when she was in hospice. And it was, you know, just Matt, make sure you you and Coruscant, who's my wife, travel, create memories and and live a good life. Because when you're in my position, you'll realise how precious sort of life is. And that was a powerful thing for her to say to me sort of, you know, a few weeks before she passed. And then I remember sort of struggling to grieve because I was just at the time in this really stressful job. I was the I was a manager in this firm of estate agents, youngest manager in my company. And I I just had this um, this voice in my head just ringing in my ears that, you know, what my mom said to me, you know, to make sure I live my life. And I didn't feel like I was doing that um, in this job. And then in about a year, so that carried on for about a year, right? And then in September 2018, my wife's grandmother said to me, would you, would you let me pay for some reflexology for you? Because I was still under a lot of stress from work. I had a tight chest and I'd never had reflexology before. Um, but when I lay down there, the, the therapist, the first thing he said to me was, so Matt, um, who are you? And I answered and I said, oh, I'm a 25 year old estate agent, whatever. And he said to me, I didn't ask um, what you did for a living, asked who you are. And in that moment of time, I, ju- I just didn't know how to answer. I was always identifying. And I think so many of us do with this sort of external exterior, what we do for a living that we have to provide. And that started this spiritual awakening for me. And I never thought it would. And I always wanted to believe in the afterlife, especially like losing my mum. Um, But I think that question, followed by four months after connecting with my mum for the first time, and I'll share that story now because this is going to piece into how I studied with manifestation, changed everything. So fast forward now to um, January 2019. So for about four months, I've been trying to explore who I am as a person. Like, I'm not this estate so who is Matt? And then one particular evening, I was about 10 o'clock at night. My wife and I were lying in bed watching Netflix on the laptop. And I turned to my wife and I said, I'm just going to roll over now and try to go to sleep. She carried on watching Netflix. And as I um, rolled over, I was still awake. My whole entire body started to vibrate. And I felt like if I wanted to, I could have hovered off the bed. And in that moment, then I heard high pitch ringing in my ears. So, so loud. And then it went silent. And I heard my mum come through and say, hi, Matt, it's mum. Can you hear me? And I had a brief conversation with her. And then my wife nudged me because she was still awake watching Netflix. And she's like, who are you talking to? And I dropped back out of it. And just being a curious person and wanting to learn. 
I think going from sort of a skeptic or a slight non-believer to an experience like that happening led me down this path of thinking, I want to learn more about the realms outside of this just square box that I've been living in. And I think what I realized then, firstly, is that science has revealed that everything is just energy. Even the human body is a condensed form of energy vibrating at a very low speed of vibration. And what I was able to do in that moment, unconsciously, not I didn't try and do it when I connected with my mom, is my body, I lift, I was able to lift my vibration and my energy. So my mom must have been able to lower hers. So we connected on the same level. And it's a bit like, I use the analogy, if you want to listen to Radio 1, let's say here in the UK, you've got to align yourself perfectly to that frequency to be able to listen to it, to be able to receive it. And it's how I explain what happened between mom and I in that moment of time. So to answer the question in a long winded way, that was the start of really going down the path of energy, frequency, vibration and how we can align ourselves to what we're looking to desire. And that, that's incredible, like, that you had that experience, because I think as a skeptic, well, as a skeptic, you know, did you did you fully believe in it in that moment? Or were you still a bit like, oh, maybe I've imagined it, maybe, you know, it was a dream, maybe? So great question, because because I was wide awake when it was happening. Um, there was no way I could even begin to say to myself, like, there's, a vo- there's always that voice in your head, which I want to talk about, actually, in this podcast, that sort of tries to say to you, oh, that didn't happen, or whatever else, you know, tries to return you to the familiarity, or that, no, that definitely didn't happen, but it 100% did, and it was so profound, there was no going back, it was almost like I was destined to have that experience with her, for, for me to go down this path, and I think, especially when you are someone who wants to believe in it, because of course, why wouldn't anyone want to connect with their mum after they passed? But it was like, well, yeah, there's nothing after life, you know? And then when it happened and it was so vivid and clear, you can't ever turn back on that, you know? And I, I can really relate to that actually, because I haven't always been aware of my abilities and I was once a skeptic and I was open to the idea and I really liked the idea of there being something else and the powers of the universe and all of this stuff. But I was a, I was a skeptic, you know, so I was in a similar position that you were really, you know, open to the idea, but really just, you know, hadn't had enough evidence at that point that it all, that it all was and, real. And I know this is your show and you're asking me questions, but maybe for anyone listening to ask you a question, because obviously you being a, a psychic medium here and mm-hmm. this sort of relates is, you know, and I'm not, I'm not a medium, it's not what I do, but I'd imagine it's similar to whenever you connect with anyone or your clients, I suppose you're trying to possibly are you lift your vibration to connect with the love yeah yeah very very much so you know you have to have your vibration at a certain level in order to connect and I from my understanding actually the term medium came actually from that definition because you have to lift your vibration and the spirits lower there so you're meeting them in the middle um, oh, really? I didn't yeah. Know that. So that that was that was uh, one of the things that I had come up whenever I was doing some research a while ago. Um, that that's that it's meeting them in the middle that makes you the medium because you're uh, you're going up there. Uh, but yeah, wow. it's incredible. And what I find, I'm incredibly lucky that I have my guides with me, and all the time I can connect at a moment's notice to my spirit guides, to a celebrity, to you know a loved one of somebody's that you know has passed on, providing that that soul wants to to come through mm-hmm. and communicate but I think that it's taken me a long time to get there to get my vibration in a state where I'm sort of constantly able to connect and whenever um whenever I do that actually 
it's things like diet and all of that feed into our vibration. And I don't think people realize the impact of what we eat, you know, mm. has on our body, the movement, you know, having mm. more movement obviously gives us an opportunity to get rid of any negative energies that lets the light in. But there's a lot of things that go in. It's not just that happy feeling, you know, it's the having a clear channel, you know, with not putting too much um, processed food and you know, things like that into your body, nothing with, you know, too many uh, ingredients on there that you can't understand. If you eat a good diet, drink plenty of water, you're continually flushing your system out, giving your body the nutrition that it needs. And that helps spirit connect in with you as well. And obviously, you know, being relaxed, being in a good mood. If I had a day perhaps where I, um, I don't know, for example, if, if I had received some terrible, terrible news and I was in tears and upset, naturally, it might be a little bit more difficult for me to connect. Yeah. Or if I had worked myself up into a bit of a state where I was very nervous about something, again, that would impact on my ability to connect. It always works better whenever I'm in a nice, relaxed state and I'm well rested and well fed. <laughs> Makes complete sense, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And another thing, actually, um, and I, I know that a lot of mediums experience this, but if we have too much, you know, when you, you eat a meal and you just eat eat that little bit too much and you feel a bit stuffed, your body feels heavy. Again, that has a negative impact on the connection that you have with spirit. So it yeah. hopefully gives a little bit of context to yeah. vibration. Now, that was really interesting. I'm glad I asked you that question, actually, because I... I, I created that myself in terms of what I based on my own knowledge in the world of manifestation and energy and vibration. That's what I assumed happened with sort of connecting in the middle. And for you to confirm that uh, is really interesting. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what are the sorts of things that we can manifest for ourselves? How can we change our lives and the, the direction and everything else? Yeah. Great question. So I think firstly, um, depending on who's listening and, and whether they've tried manifestation, you'll all, you'll, everyone will start somewhere. For me, I started with watching um, the film The Secret on YouTube, mm-hmm. which was um, basically a film that sort of expressed how your thoughts create your external reality. And for me at the time, again, I've shared this and start being slightly skeptical, I suppose, about things. I thought, OK, I like the concept. I like the understanding that we can actually create anything we want based on our thoughts, but I want to know how, like the, the how, the mechanics, the science behind that. So to, to answer that question, like I said, if everything's energy in this three-dimensional reality that we live in and energy vibrates at a specific frequency, then that would assume that if you are at that vibration, you'll, you'll align yourself with it. Like, like I um, explained about the, you know, tuning into your favorite radio station. But if we look at energy, energy just for a minute first, we can always read energy with our five senses. So if someone walks into a room and you just know that something's happened, they've had a bad day, something's happened in their life, they seem really down, depressed, anxious, you'll say to them, oh, what's the matter? They haven't said a word to you, but you can read that energy, can't you? In contrast, if someone walks in with a huge grin on their face and you can read that their energy is high. So, you know, the thought is that if if everything's energy vibrating at a certain frequency, if you are in a lower vibration of lack, you know, if you're feeling anxious, then you're going to struggle to align yourself to, let's say, abundance and happiness. You have to shift your energy. You have to shift your vibration in order to align yourself to that. That's how it works. Now, I've done a deep dive into this over the last three and a half, four years. 
And for me, someone who I've trained and taken his courses is um, a doctor called Dr. Joe Dispenza. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of listeners who've have heard of his work. And what I liked about his particular work was how he would do week long retreats. And within that week, he would have people go with um, chronic disease, terminal cancer, um, MS, for example. And within just a week, heal themselves through just a week of being with Joe and doing specific types of meditations. Manifest a new reality, manifest better health, Um, you know, blind people going and being able to see at the end of the week. And I thought that's someone that I want to learn from. I don't want to just stare at a vision board every day and try and pretend that I am, you know, driving a nice car or whatever. I want to understand how how this works from a scientific understanding. So in the simplest form for for everyone to understand who you are right now is what you'll attract externally. And your personality is a reflection of your personal reality. So if you are um, someone who dreams of attracting abundance and wealth and financial freedom into your life, you have to align yourself to that. So if you're in lack right now and you're always complaining about money and money's tough, it's not going to show up in your life. It'd be very hard for you to see those synchronicities like, you know, finding money on the floor or, you know, having a letter in the post from from a bank that you forgot about to say you've got a thousand pounds in there or whatever. You have to align yourself to it. Now, a lot of people get confused by this. They say, but how do I pretend? How do I become abundant if I'm not right now? If I've got nothing in my bank account, how can I just pretend that I'm, that I'm wealthy? And what for people need to understand is that you're not actually looking to attract financial freedom or abundance. You have to become an abundant person right now. You have to change your personality. Because if you step into abundance right now, what starts to happen is you change your inner core vibration meaning that you all of a sudden are at that vibration. So you're not looking to align yourself to it. You just are that vibration. You are abundant and you therefore align yourself to abundance. And that's when you'll start seeing synchronicity showing up in your life, things starting to happen, right? But that's the hardest part, Jim, and that's what people struggle with. I hope I'm making sense so far. You are. You're making sense, definitely. Yeah. So what what people firstly need to also understand is that the average human being thinks between 60 to 70,000 thoughts every single day. And 90% of those thoughts are from the past. Now, if you were to close your eyes at any time and you get beyond your five senses and there's just darkness there, if I said to you, just, just wait and just wait for a thought to come in and let's say you waited for 10 seconds and then a thought came in, let's say about what am I having for dinner or I've got to pick up the kids from school. I would then say to you, Gemma, but who are you? Are you the person sitting in there in just darkness observing the thoughts or are you the thought that came in about I've got to, you know, pick up the kids or whatever. And when you realise, and this is like for a lot of people the start of a spiritual awakening, that you are just consciousness. You are just the awareness in there. You're not those thoughts. Yet so many people live their life and are governed by those thoughts. And if you think 60 to 70,000 a day and 90% of those are from yesterday, then you're anchored in the past. So every time you try and change or every every time you try and do something different, that thought in your head is, no, it's not going to work out for you. You don't deserve uh, success. No, you know, just stick to what you're doing, you know, because it doesn't like change because it only knows the past. So in order to you know, it's easier said than done, become an abundant person right now, you have to retrain your subconscious mind because that's the, those thoughts of your subconscious mind to believe right now you are an abundant person, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. 
no that that is and that is so hard to do that is incredibly hard and I think as well you know some people do have a tendency to be a little bit just a little bit more pessimistic perhaps you know the the glass half empty rather than the glass is half full and it's very hard to change our mindset now I always encourage people to recognize whenever they're doing any kind of change program for themselves to be patient you know it's becoming aware in the first instance that those thoughts are happening and then almost trying to train yourself to think positive or do something you know maybe have like something on your wrist that you snap every time you you think a negative thought or something that mm-hmm. is a bit more pessimistic so there's lots of different hints and tips I, I try to give people just to try and get them to to be more positive as a person yeah. but it's not easy it is not easy. And I, I have had periods in my life too, as you probably have yourself, where you maybe have been a little bit more of a negative person, a bit more of a Debbie Downer, as opposed to being this positive, optimistic, you know, yeah. Matt Cook. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I can I can relate with that. And just on that, you know, you're so so you're you've got sort of two minds. You've got your conscious mind, your analytical mind, which is anyone listening to this right now. Your conscious mind is you know, always thinking. But in the background, your subconscious mind is keeping your heart beating, keeping the blood going around your body and reproducing cells and everything else. That's the intelligence that you're not having to control and think about. All you're having to think about is what Matt's saying right now, not keeping your heart pumping. But when you realize that 95 percent of who you are is subconscious, so habitual, your habit mind and only 5% is conscious, it is going to take a lot of work to retrain that subconscious mind. And that subconscious mind has been programmed through your external environment up until your life right now. Now, this is where it gets deep. For the first seven years on average of any child's life, they're only subconscious. They're, they're, They're being directly programmed through their external environment because their analytical conscious mind doesn't develop until they're around about seven, where they can start making decisions and realizing and recognizing that that's not the right thing to do or whatever. But if they're for the first seven years, directly programming the hardware of who they are, if they're in an environment of lack, if they're in an environment of parents arguing or whatever, that's going to subconsciously leave a print on who they are because it's direct programming. So they can get to a point where they're 30, for example, and and still feel a certain way or still struggle to attract something in their life based on who they were as a child, because it's 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 their hardwire, it's who they are mm-hmm. habitually, you know, it's that it's it's their personality traits. And the good news is you you can reprogram that, but it takes time and it actually takes on average around about 66 days to form a new habit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when anyone starts a New Year's resolution, which I don't like New Year's resolutions, because I think if you want to start anything new, the best time to start is now, not January the 1st. But most people fall off track by about February, the middle half of February. Really, you need to keep going until middle of March. Really. And, you know, how few do that. But when you can get to that point, it doesn't even become like a task or a chore anymore. It's just who you are, you know. And another way to look at this is because we've all been there for any drivers. Whenever you're driving a car and you're just driving, driving and you think, oh, my God, I don't remember driving for the last 10 minutes. I was just in my own world. I was just there thinking about something else. Who's driven the car? So your conscious mind was thinking about whatever you were thinking about. But your subconscious mind was driving that car and your subconscious mind or your unconscious mind, whatever you want to call it, is the body. So the body is driving the car because it's being controlled by that subconscious mind. With the body and the subconscious mind, it does not know the difference between whether something's a dream or whether something's real. 
Mm-hmm. And another example of this is if you're at, um, have, having a nightmare and you wake up in the middle of the night and your heart's racing and you're sweating, surely your mind should recognise that you're in bed and you're not at heart. But it doesn't. The mind starts, you know, um, expressing to the body that it's being attacked and the body starts to react in a way and release chemicals and whatever as if it's happening in, in real time. So if it doesn't know the difference between dream or reality, you can start to reprogram that subconscious mind based on a vision of the future that you're looking to desire and over time your body will start to believe that it's already in possession of that manifestation now because it doesn't know the difference between a dream or reality okay that's very interesting so are there any limits to what we can manifest for ourselves only the limitations you place on your own thinking yeah i could i could be president i could be the president of the united states well, in, in, in theory, what, of course there is, but, you, you know, you know, living in three dimensional reality that you have to you'd have to go and do. So you'd have to, for a start, be a resident in the US for 10 years, wouldn't you? Yeah. But you, you know, uh, in theory, yes, of course. Because let me explain. I'm going to go a little bit deep here with this. Um, so we we live within three dimensional reality where we operate everything's energy vibrating at a certain frequency like i've said but with our five senses we perceive things to be three dimensional like i see you as three three dimensional objects is three dimensional but there are you know scientists have been able to estimate there's about 11 or 12 dimensions fourth dimension is time fifth dimension we get to something called the uh, quantum world that you know the quantum field the unified field now if you get to that realm you get beyond time and there's infinite, infinite opportunities that exist that are unique to you or me. So in that field, Gemma, there is already you there as a as the president of the United States. But there I is like also <laughs> there is also every <laughs> every single other possibility of you that exists there simultaneously as well. Now it's a bit deep and I, we won't get into that in this podcast. But, you know, when we operate in three dimensional reality, it's a little bit different because we, you would know what you'd have to do to go and become the president of the United yeah. States. You, know, you, you couldn't just sit there and manifest it. For, for a start, you need to go and live in the US and become a citizen. Mm-hmm. Maybe. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> Sitting looking on Zillow as we speak to see where I'm going to move to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, so that's actually a good point because you said there about having to put the work in. I would have to go to the US. I would have to, you know, get involved in politics or, you know, whatever it might be. But yeah. Uh, is there a time when actually we can just send the thought out and it's going to come to us without us doing the work? Yeah, like me on this podcast right now. I manifested this and I, I, I don't know if you saw one of my TikTok videos. I'll tell you exactly how this works. So there are elements of manifestation where you need to take the law of inspired action. And that's one of the mm-hmm. um, laws that govern this universe. But it depends on your manifestation. So with with the start of July, I thought to myself, um, let's let's try and create a short-term manifestation that can come to fruition based from purpose. Because you should another thing here is you should always try and manifest from purpose and not ego. So you know, ego is material things to make you feel good or whatever, but you can never really satisfy ego. Whereas if you're doing something for your higher self, your higher purpose, it's so much easier to feel those emotions and know why you're doing it. So for me, my purpose is just to help people create their best life and have more of an impact. And I thought to myself, wouldn't it be cool to be invited to be on several podcasts over the next month or so to spread my knowledge and you know reach more people? So what I what I do, and this is what I'm going to teach now about how it works, is with manifestation, you have to 
you have to first get clear on an intention. The intention is the manifestation or the desire. So for me, in this case, it was invitations to be on a podcast. So that was the intention. You have to marry that up with an elevated emotion. So an elevated emotion is how would it feel if someone reached out to me and invited me to a podcast? It would feel great. I'd be, I'd be thrilled because I could, you know, get on there and, and, and spread what I know. But then you have to really feel like you, you've, you've embodied that now. You can't be in lack. If you say you want something, you're in lack of what you desire. So when I talked about vibration and, you know, you invited me, for example, I have to feel like I was already in possession of that. So at the start of July, I practiced that through meditation, which I can talk about after. And I put it out there and I surrendered to it. And I, I, I let go of any self-limiting beliefs around it. And I, I just waited for it to manifest. And within four weeks, and there's a video on my TikTok, one by one by one, four people reached out to me. Um, I'd never spoken to you before. Hello, Gemma. Yeah. Uh, didn't know you had a podcast. And you, without me saying anything on my TikTok about wanting to be on a podcast, you messaged me on Instagram and said, hey, Matt, um, would you like to be a guest on this podcast? And, and so did three other people someone else on um, instagram another person reached out to me on tiktok and an old we- uh, work colleague called russell he texted me to say his friend has got a spiritual podcast and he thought i'd be a good guest for it and that happened within the space of a month and here i am right now so with that there wasn't any so to speak action that i had to take because i already put it out there and i just had to wait for it to come to me in divine timing because you can't control that and when that's going to happen or how it's going to happen i was just going to ask actually about the timing element so i know from my experience with working with spirit we just usually the more we want something the more we push it away that tends Mm -hmm. to be how it comes and they have no concept of the time that we have and very rarely now spirit would give timelines on things and I learned early on actually the timelines can always change because we have free will because we might block ourselves from bringing things in you know there's delays there's a lot of different things that impact on when things actually come to fruition and my guide actually had said to me the best way she could describe it is that we almost set the intention of what we want and that's like us setting the destination on our gps system and then spirit decide on the route to get there and how long it's going to take what traffic jams we go through you know if we're going to have like a little stop off along the way you know and and i thought that is an excellent metaphor i'm so stealing i'm so stealing (laughs) if you don't mind that that is brilliant that is exactly how it works Exactly, because we have created, humanity created time in third dimension, linear time, past, present and future. And we operate within that. But time doesn't exist outside the fourth dimension because it just doesn't. And that's why, like, if I ever connect with my mum, even though she passed over five years ago to her, it might only seem like a week ago, you know. Mm -hmm. And it's because we're trapped within time, within three dimensional reality. So exactly that. So what people do wrong with manifestation is they try and predict and control when things are going to happen. And I love that analogy. Exactly that. You've got to put the intention out. You've put it into the GPS. You know it's happening. You know you're arriving, but you don't know when. You don't know whether the road's going to be closed. And that's going with the flow of life then, isn't it? And letting it arrive in divine time. So, yeah. 
Exactly. And that, that is that is a hard thing to do. And I think for anybody who lacks patience, like me, I am a very impatient person. And it's hard. It is so hard to just let go and to just enjoy the journey. And I think that that's always, you know, one of the bits of advice that I give to people is enjoy the journey. Try not to focus too much on the destination. Yes, put your thought out there, but just let things unfold naturally and enjoy where you're at. And th- that is a hard thing to do because I struggle with it myself. I don't know if you do. Yeah, absolutely. Trying to control it, you know, trying to listen to the voice in the head that's going to say it's not happening quick enough. Mm-hmm. Ego, getting the egoic mind, wanting things quickly. Um, and, and you've really got to, am I allowed to recommend a book? Yes, of course you can, definitely. Yeah. So there is, so for anyone who's interested in this, there is a the most beautiful book that I could recommend called The Surrender Experiment. And the book is about a a hippie in the 70s who just wanted to meditate all day. And he was in his early 20s and his father wanted him to go and train at medical school and become a doctor. So consequently, the voice in his head said, hey, Mickey, you need to stop meditating. You need to go and work and, you know, do what your father said and and go and become a doctor. And he made the biggest decision of his life in his 20s to, to surrender to the voice in his head and let life call the shots. So instead of letting the voice call the shots, let life call the shots. So here's an example of what would happen. So for example, after he made that decision, he'd be there meditating by himself and someone would come up to him and say, can I sit down with you and meditate? Now the voice in his head, ego in his head wanted to say, no, I don't know you. You know, I want to meditate by myself. But he, but he saw that as that life was calling the shots. So he went with the flow, surrendered to the voice, and that person ended up, ended up becoming a great friend, for example, or a business partner. And without ruining the story, just by letting life call the shots and surrendering to what his voice thought he should do, he ended up building a billion-dollar business in America. And he's huge in the spiritual community, and his book is called The Surrender Experiment by Michael A. Singer. And for me now, of course, sometimes you've got to use, you've got to listen to your voice. You know, you're not going to cross the road if a car's coming. Um, You you know, you've got to listen to your voice saying there's a car coming, don't cross. You know, you're not going to surrender to the voice and just cross anyway. But it's about the bigger things that happen in life that where sometimes something negative might come your way and you don't understand why. And the way I look at that now is, well, actually, right now it feels uncomfortable, but maybe it's happened for a reason. And let's let life call the shots here. And normally always you look back and go, that was that, that was my biggest teacher. That was a blessing in disguise that that happened, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's a, it's a great way to look at it as well. That's actually how a lot of our life lessons come through whenever we hit those hard spots or, you know, we feel like we're being rejected or blocked from something. You know, there's often a, a lesson and sometimes it is because we're being redirected to something better because, you know, there's something better waiting for us and we can't see it because we are in, as you said, the 3D world, you know, in the present moment. But, you know, spirit and the universe, they have such a big view. They can see what else is there for us. So I think when we're able to get into that position where we really do just release control and just let the universe guide us along and trust that everything is coming into fruition as it should, just because it's not here right now doesn't mean it's not coming. Absolutely. Exactly that. And that's exactly right. You know, that is the hardest thing to do. It's cross the river of change and just sort of surrendering to it and it will just mm-hmm. work out you know especially if you're following life from purpose I always find you know like mm-hmm. you you know this is obviously your purpose you're serving others yeah. you're providing value same for me that I just believe that 
you know, of course, our ego mind's going to say we want a little bit more success or we want those material things. You know, where's that coming from? It's coming from probably ego. Let's let, let's just let life unfold here and see see where it goes. And it, it does always end up, I think, if you're on the right path and you know you are. Amazing. That's my yeah. experience so far anyway. So, yeah, no, that's great. That's really, really good. So is it possible, do you think, for us to not get what we want or not get what we're manifesting? Yes, if you don't understand how to do it properly, definitely. So if you are, okay, my advice to anyone is to first be aware of your thoughts. And if you can be aware of your thoughts, then that's the sweet spot. So for me, meditation is the bedrock of manifestation. And Mm -hmm. if you'd have said to me five years ago, I'd meditate every day, I would have laughed. It wasn't me at all. And I didn't understand it really. I didn't understand. I just thought it was a way to just like, you, you know, clear thoughts. I didn't, I didn't understand the intention behind it. If, if you're, if you're operating from lack, if you're letting your self-limiting beliefs control you, then you're not going to align yourself with what it is you're looking to desire. If, so here's another example. I am working with someone at the moment who is trying to manifest love into her life. And she's been struggling for years. Uh, just for whatever reason, can't seem to attract the right relationship, getting frustrated, done everything she possibly can. Has read the books, just can't figure it out. And then we deep dived into her childhood. And when she was six, her father left um, her mother and her mother said, never trust men, you're better off alone. <laughs> and programmed her to believe that she's better off alone. Now, that's just an unconscious habit. That's just sort of like installed in sort of her programs. And I said to her, I said, if you put the men to one side for a minute and try and attract men, let me ask you another question. Do you love yourself? Do you really love yourself? She admitted to me that she didn't really. And I said, so if you don't love yourself, how do you think you're going to attract love externally? Because your personality reflects your personal reality. So the work she's doing on her inner self now is becoming love. Because like I said to you, you know, if, if, if she is love, then she's going to vibrate and, and align herself to love. And that's the work she's on. So for anyone who's been struggling with manifestation, just try and look at that. You, you know, just try and see where you are. If, you, if you're using words like one day I want to be successful, subconsciously, you're saying to yourself, well, I haven't got it. I want it. I'm in lack of it. And your subconscious mind just carries on. 5% consciously might be trying to be successful, but you're not going to rewire that subconscious mind because you're using the words such as want, which is lack. You know, so that's where you'll hear people saying, you know, use positive affirmations as an example. I am successful. Money flows to me, you know, but you can't just say that until you're blue in the face without actually really putting in the work to try and rewire who you are. And that's that's the hard part. That's what takes time, you know, but if you really want it that badly, like how all in are you prepared to go? That's great. That's really, really good. Really amazing insight, to be honest. Absolutely amazing insight. So what would be like your one overall big tip for anybody who is really wanting to accelerate their manifestations and fully immerse themselves in something like this that they can start to utilize it within their life? Sure. So two things. You have to have a clear intention super super clear on exactly what it is that you're looking to manifest now my advice is even though you can manifest anything like you said to me about being the president of the president, United States, mm-hmm. 
I, when I work with my clients one-to-one, I say, let's try, and, let's try and manifest within a six to eight month period. And the reason for that is it is about reprogramming your subconscious mind to believe that you are already in possession of, of what it is that you're desiring. So if you, for example, if someone's trying to manifest something far too big, and there's no problem with dreaming big because I do too, it's going to be harder work. There's a lot more work that's going to go into rewiring yourself to believe you are the president of the United States, right? It's not believable, even though it, 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 you could, it's just not believable for you right now. You're just not going to believe it. Mm-hmm. Equally, trying to manifest instantly is also going to be difficult because there's just mm-hmm. no way if you said, I want to try and manifest a thousand pounds by by eight o'clock tonight, you, your subconscious mind is going to go, well, that's ridiculous. There's no way that's going to happen. You know, again, in theory, it's possible. So, so why not first reverse engineer the big goal to whatever it is? So, you know, if it's, for example, a certain business goal that you've got in three years, reverse engineer to where would you like to be in six months? So that could be just an, an extra step up from where you are now, you know, more clients, more money coming in and you can feel the emotions of that of that future. And you can get so clear on it that you can rehearse it in your mind if you were to just close your eyes and you were to think about it. You could really see it and almost draw it. You then need to get clear on all the emotions that would be present if you're in possession of that future right now. Now, the reason I say that is because, and this is what you don't hear many people talking about, the real art of manifestation is a coherent heart and brain. And the reason that's important to understand is, I want to use an example, when an animal is being chased by a predator, it's, its brain kicks in, it's fight or flight adrenaline, and it just runs for it, doesn't it? It just goes, heart starts racing, everything's out of order, and it just runs and runs and runs until it gets away. Now, the amazing thing with animals is within no time at all, once they've escaped, they can start grazing again. Like they've got over that like situation, haven't they? And that's with any animal. So they can very quickly um, get back to a coherent brain and heart, which is balance. Now, the problem with humans is just by thought alone, we can trigger stress hormones, which which makes us out of balance. So the heart sends irregular um, beats to the brain. So most people operate out of balance. So when you're trying to manifest out of balance, you're not aligned. So you have to align yourself. So so intention, which is the manifestation, when you're when you're thinking about that desire, that's the intention. See that in your brain as the antenna, putting it out there. Right. The heart is the emotions. So when at the same time, simultaneously, you can think about the emotions that would be present if you had that desire, the intention, the antenna is putting it out and the heart emotion is bringing it to you. So if you were to practice gratitude for being in possession of that Gemma in six months time, being grateful, gratitude is the ultimate um, sense of receivership. So when you're grateful for it, you bring it back to you. Now, most people only think about their desire. They don't practice the emotions. So you put it out with your head and you bring it back to you with your heart. With a coherent heart and brain, that's how you manifest. That's amazing. Now, I wanted to touch on meditation as well. Now, I'm an advocate of meditation. I think it's amazing for us, you know, on the whole. I think, you know, there's a lot that we can gain from it. But how has it benefit your manifestation? Yeah, great question. Really great question. So here's why meditation is so important. So you, you can't manifest from the past you can only manifest from like the present moment so what I do in meditation first is I seat myself and I do it first thing in the morning here's some advice to everyone because you're in a lower brain wave you don't want to get up check your phone check your email have something negative and whatever else that's going to be on your mind you want to get up 
go to the toilet, have a shower, whatever, and then seat yourself in meditation. And then the goal is for the first 10 minutes or so to get beyond yourself, get beyond those thoughts. Remember, 90% of those thoughts are holding you in the past. So how I visualize this, and I actually use um, Joe Dispenza's guided meditations. There's a great one that I can recommend called Reconditioning the Body to a New Mind. And through that guided meditation, I am pulling myself out of the body. So I am just pure awareness in no space and time, just consciousness. So the exercises uh, I mentioned earlier, when I said, close your eyes, that's what you want to be. You just want to be awareness. You just want to be consciousness. And if you can just be awareness, then you're not latching on to your problems, your pains, your bad health, lack of money. You're not. Because if you're just awareness, you're no identity. Now, that's going to take time and it's going to take hard work. But let's say you do that in meditation about half an hour in, you finally get to that point where you're at complete peace and you're just awareness. What you can now start to do as awareness is use that intention of, of what you're looking to become combined with those elevated emotions and just draw it to you through something called the unified field, the quantum field, which exists all around us. And it's a field of energy and frequency and vibration that we can't see with our five senses, but it's all around us. And that's when you're putting the signal out with your brain and your heart and you're bringing it back to you. And then with the likes of someone like Jody Spencer, he will guide you through practicing the emotions. Now feel gratitude and you feel gratitude. So I refuse to wake up every day from meditation until I am the person that I'm desiring to become in the future. So my body starts to show up and feel like it's, it's, it's biology and chemicals have changed because it feels like it's already that mm -hmm. person in the future. And the powerful thing about that, Gemma, is, you know, most people remember their past. Of course they do. But let's be honest, the past no longer exists. All that exists is this present moment. But if you keep doing this with a clear intention, you'll start to remember your future. And that's what's powerful. Because imagine every waking hour of the day after that meditation, you just keep having thoughts about your future. Mm -hmm. you know and, th and that's where you start to see these synchronicities show up in your life and these changes right so yeah and once you start manifesting from from doing it like that it's just unbelievable and that's sort of why I got out on TikTok to share this knowledge yeah that's phenomenal and actually some of the content that you put out is really good so I think people definitely need to follow you what is your TikTok you. details it is, for people it is yeah it is just Matt Cook underscore yeah okay if you just so type matt cook manifestation you. i'll come up on, on TikTok. okay yeah fab that's brilliant well honestly it has been amazing having you on the show thank you so much for sharing your manifestation knowledge you are welcome thanks for having me on i hope that's uh, been valuable it's been brilliant thank you thank you i hope you've enjoyed the show if you could leave some feedback or rate the show it would be a big help for other potential listeners and don't forget to follow or subscribe so you receive notification when I've added a new episode. You can also follow me on both Facebook and Instagram at Gemma Lonsdale Guru and the website is guidinglight.guru.